Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you're here with us. Each week, we invite authors, mentors, friends of ours who have an inspiring message, who are living their life well. And so our goal is to learn and grow, and we want to invite you to do the exact same thing with us. So hope you're ready. Let's dive right in. On today's episode, we're chatting with the incredibly talented Morgan Harper Nichols. Woohoo! Guys, Morgan is an artist and a poet whose work is inspired by real life stories that she actually receives every single day through social media. Morgan shares with us the highs and lows of life as an artist, her story of stumbling into an unlikely calling on the other side of surrender, and how the power of listening to each other's stories is the key to connecting us all. Yeah, I really love how she just broke down how like she kind of surrendered and gave everything up to God. And then he kind of opened the door and brought her something she never saw coming. Now, that was really great. You know, Morgan's passion and gratitude for life, it truly is contagious. She's she's a special person. She has such an awe for life and right. just a gratitude to do what she does every day. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly refreshing and completely contagious. We yeah. had such a great time with her. Even if you're not where you want to be, where you thought you would be, just look closely, look around, see what you can gather, what you can learn here, see what people you can glean from, what lessons you can learn, because it's going to have a much greater impact down the road than you will ever know right now. So you just have to trust and be present and you will look back and be so glad that you chose to be faithful in that. All right, guys. Well, we really enjoyed our time with Morgan, and we know you're going to enjoy it as well. So get ready. Here is Morgan Harper Nichols. All right, Morgan, welcome to the show. We are so glad you're here today. I'm glad to be here. Yes, it's so nice to meet you all. Yes, great to meet you. Well, so your story is so interesting, and I cannot wait to dive into all the adventures you've taken and what you're doing today in your work. It's really special and inspiring a lot of people. But first, uh, who is Morgan? Tell us a little bit about you, married, kids, where you live, all yeah, that Yeah, so I am, I think the quickest way to describe it is I'm an artist who mostly paints and sometimes does music, and I am a writer who mostly writes poetry and sometimes writes other things. So that's uh, <laughs> the core of, of what I do, and I'm married to Patrick. We've been married, it'll, it'll, this year will be 10 years, and we have a son named Jacob. He's eight months, and she's just teaching us so much in so many different ways and I like to write books and I still get like it's still really surreal that people want to read them <laughs> I'm just like well this is exciting and yeah that's that's sort of a synopsis of what I do and and I make my art is inspired from people's stories I have for a lot of my life like many other people have dealt with a lot of self-doubt a lot of questions of why am I doing this if I should do this what am I meant to do all those questions that many people have and for me the thing that sort of like gets me out of my head and able to continue to create are other people's stories and I just ended up happening upon a way where people now send me Instagram DMs and emails uh, with their stories or just various moments in their lives that they'd like to commemorate or think about or cherish or something. And I make art for them. So it's, yeah, the, the self-doubt and all of that, you know, creative artist stuff that we all deal with, it's still, it's still there in many ways, but it's honestly, I truly believe that God has used 
other people's stories to like show me the value of my own and <laughs> give me permission to create. So yeah, that's kind of a, a short version, I guess. Of I love it. What that's, I do. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so Thank good. Um, and I can't wait to dive into some of the ways this flushed out, especially this new project that you're working on. We're going to talk about in a second. But yeah. let's talk about how you kind of stumbled into this idea of inspiring people and you now have a like a million followers on Instagram <laughs> and how did all of this happen? <sighs> you know, cause it's... when you grew up saying, I want to be an Instagram influencer, how did you get to this? <laughs> yeah. How did you obviously. get to this place? <laughs> obviously that's always been the goal. <laughs> and the funny, the funny thing is, is so, you know, before we, we got on this call, I, I kind of mentioned how like, seriously from like college up until like I was, 25 26 it's just a lot of like throwing the creative spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks like everything from music to a jewelry etsy shop to wedding photography pretty much anything <laughs> except for anything that has to do with dance i just always <laughs> stay away from that however um I love to try things and I just love to create things. So, you know, social media was a place where it's like, oh, this is a place to kind of like explore and be creative. And I would, ha I've had like different projects and things that I've tried. And I was just like, let me just see what happens. Like, this is just fun. It's just creative. I, I get to share my thoughts, my, my prayers, different things that I'm, that I'm experiencing or that I experience. I often, I've always kind of loved to just think about my younger self and like what she needed to hear. So I started writing like devotionals on like, you know, what did me 10 years ago need to hear? And as it turns out, like a lot of other people needed to hear that as well. And, um, I was able to start to talk to a lot of young people, um, so yeah, I would just try all these different things, blogs, like online magazine, like <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> and then one night when I was just 26 and I was 26 and I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time. And my husband was working in construction and he was working really late that night. And I was sitting there in my little cheap Ikea desk that was falling apart. And that was just like, we're in a one bedroom apartment. It's like the desk was like practically in the kitchen and I just remember thinking, like, I think I'm done trying. I think it was like a quarter life crisis moment where it's just like, at some point, you're going to have to be a real grown up. Like, you can't keep living like, I wouldn't even say paycheck to paycheck. It was like freelancer, <laughs> you know, it was just like super like, like beginner freelancer mode of just like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do next? Like, let me do this. Let me do this. Like, let me go do be a part of this thing and all of that. And my husband and I were both in that place because he was doing construction, but even he was kind of like independent contractor, like doing this, doing that. And it was just like, so all over the place. And I was just like, you know, I was looking at my, my life on paper and I'm like, you know, I went to college. I have a degree in English. I'm like, I'm not very like hireable. <laughs> like, I guess I got to start like trying to figure out how to get like a regular job and do a regular thing. And what I told myself was like, that starts with like giving up this whole creative thing. Like by that point, you know, Instagram had been out for six years and I probably had like 50 different accounts trying different things, like just putting little blogs and things out there, trying to see what would connect or what I could do. And if I could use this platform to connect, and I was like, I think I just got to let it go. I think it's time to be a royal grown up now. So 
in true Morgan fashion, I was like, well, I guess I'll write about it then. <laughs> I'll write about giving up. And I wrote this poem that just ended up being this really vulnerable poem. And the poem, it's pretty short. It says, when you start to feel like things should have been better this year, remember the mountains and valleys that brought you here. They were not accidents. And those moments were not in vain. You are not the same. You have grown and you are growing. You are living. You are breathing. You are wrapped in endless, boundless grace. And things will get better. There's more to you than yesterday. And as I wrote that in my, in my journal, I looked at that and I was like, cool, but I don't really believe it. I don't really think there's, I don't think there's more. I, I don't think things will get better. I think this is kind of it. I think that was the last poem. So for some wild reason, I don't know. I still don't know. I still felt this push to just take a picture of it and share it. I was just like, it's like, okay, not only do I feel like a failure, but like, why am I going to share a broadcast to the world that I feel this way? You know, it's, I'm growing up in a time and this, you know, me looking back, but I'm like, I'm growing up in a time where it's like, you know, failure isn't really something we are even really sharing with our friends anymore because we're having to like create this narrative, like in this digital space, like here's where my life is going. Here's what I'm doing. And it even feels weird to, and I'm not saying that started with social media. Like that's clearly been an issue for a long time, but you know, it's just very unique just to see like so many of my friends and so many of us like trying to like create this story and like build this thing for all to see. And at the same time, like we're still dealing with these questions and wondering if we're in the right city, if we're doing the right thing. And we're asking all these questions. And I was just like, I, I don't know if I'm ready to just like add this to the conversation of like, Hey guys, feel like a failure. Time's <laughs> your Tuesday. I was like, uh -huh. I don't really know if I feel like I can do that, but I'm like, why do I feel like I need to share this? And I still don't have the answer, but I just felt like I need to share it. So I got ready to share it on Instagram and then like I went through all the filters and like picking the, you know, colors and all that and caption and everything. And I got ready to share. I got like a, like a half of a millimeter away from pressing share. And I just stopped myself. I was like, nope, this is too vulnerable. Can't share that. So I ended up sharing it on Pinterest instead. And my logic was, this is like a personal account. Like nobody's really like following me or anything. This is just my way of just like being brave in a subtle way and just like putting it out there. So that was in November of 2016. And then January of 2017, I started getting in messages on Instagram from people that I knew who were saying things like, hey, did you see this like reality star like posted your poem? Like you write poems? Like <laughs> what's that about? And I'm like, I don't know. No idea how she found that. And that kept happening with like a few more like public figures. Like there were people that were sharing this. And I'm like, how did they even find this? Went back, looked at Pinterest, it had been repinned over 100,000 times. And till this day, I have no idea how it happened. And what that kind of did for me was, one, it was a wake-up call, but in the moment, I was still just kind of like, eh, things go viral all the time. I'm like, that was just a one-time thing. Like, let me mm -hmm. not blow this out of proportion. Like, mm -hmm. onto, you know, I, I get it. Wait, can I stop you for a second? Yeah, is that please. Is that maybe different than what you would have done before you said, okay, I'm, I'm kind of opening my hands here. Yeah. You know, like the younger be like, I got it. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> yes, this time you're like, exactly, no. Exactly. And I felt like I had spent so many times, like I would just get like a little flicker of something. I'm like, oh, photography. I can do a little bit of that. Like, oh, people like that photo. I don't know. And I would just kind of go on this little rabbit trail and I was just like, I'm done with the rabbit trails. Like, 
I'm done taking risks. I'm done with that. Like this is, this feels big and it feels like too much. I'm just going to leave that alone. So yeah, that was new. That was new. I never really kind of approached it that way. Um, so honestly though, like the turning point in this story of what ended up happening was even though I was feeling that way, in addition to getting these DMS from my friends, I was also getting DMS from perfect strangers who had encountered this poem and had found it and read it. And they were saying, thanks for saying that. Last year was the worst year of my life. Here's why. And these stories just broke me. And suddenly I kind of had that feeling. If you've ever been in a place where someone you love or someone you care about is going through a difficult thing and you're either sitting with them in the hospital or you're sitting with them in just this really like somber place where it's like, I don't even know what to say here. It's like in those moments, you're not thinking about fame, success, looking like a failure. You're just thinking about being there with that person. And I started to feel a hint of that as I was reading these stories because what people were going through was far greater than anything I had ever been through. And what they, the fact that they would share it with me as a personal, as a, as a perfect stranger, something so personal, I was like, I think that means something. I don't know what that means, but that means something. And before I knew it, I was just like, well, I can't seem to figure out how to turn art into something that's, you know, marketable or, you know, has the perfect positioning in the market. I can't seem to figure that out. But at least while I'm trying to figure out my life and what I'm doing, at least I can just write for these people. And it took from January to that October, I was just like trying a bunch of stuff, like literally throwing paint against the wall and like canvases that I bought and just like, I don't know what this is, but I, I was like, something's stirring. I'm like, I was like, I don't know what it is, but these people's stories have like, have like mobilized me like in a way that I'm suddenly like, okay, maybe I'm not like a professional creative. Maybe that was what I think. Maybe I'm just like a on the ground, like I'm just writing for people in real time. Even if it's not a job or whatever, I'm like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And I felt good about it. And I know that I felt good about it because I actually started losing followers <laughs> when I started posting all of these like random art projects <laughs> working on in the backyard. Cause some people are just, you know, they just want to see my random craft projects all day. And I was just like, but I don't care. I was like, I don't care. I'm like, this is really fun. And not only is it really fun. I know that like, there are people that are sharing their, I'm, I'm writing for them. Like I'm writing for the people who share their stories with me after I've been like really vulnerable. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, I don't even know these people, but that's who I want to write for. So it was in October that we were actually getting ready to move. And the space that I had in the backyard where I was just kind of like painting and everything, we were moving closer to the city. So we were about to lose a ton of space. So I wasn't about to, I, we had like a back shed and I was like creating back there. So I lost all of that. And I was like, oh man, that's kind of hard. I was like, Cause I really love making this art for people's stories. I was like, well, I had this iPad that I bought and I've, I've been kind of like trying to like make digital art. Um, never really done that before. And I was like, I, people are still interacting and sharing their stories. And, and it wasn't like on like a big level at that point. I mean, it wasn't like, like a ton of people, but it was still people kind of like filtering in from that point that I shared and like some other little points that I had kind of written um, from that for these people. I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll just write for each of these people. Anybody that wants it, I'll just write for them in real time. And I can just send them the art digitally. 
So I posted on my Instagram story on October 16th, 2017. Hey, if you want me to write something for your story, send me your story. I'll just write something for you and send it to you. So the first like three people that responded, like I sat down that night and I just like wrote for them. And if you've ever happened to see any of my artwork, like you'll see lots of watercolor and brushes and all that. I wasn't doing any of that stuff yet. This was just like a plain, like I think the first one I literally did, which is like a plain, like forest green background and like a really sad attempt at lettering. Like it was just like, <laughs> it was so basic, but I was just like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, this is just a letter to her and to just honor her story and where she's been and what she's been through. I'm like, and I was like, I can just share that. And I'm essentially just, seeing everybody else on what I'm doing in this moment. So I was just like, man, I, I really love doing this. I was like, even if it's just like five people, like, I'm good. Woke up the next morning to hundreds of DMs um, because what happened was what I didn't factor in was that people were going to tell their friends about this. Like, hey, there's this artist making free artwork for people's stories. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> and I really didn't even think about it that way. I didn't think about the word of mouth aspect of it. I, I just didn't think about it. Um, but I was like, wow, this is a lot of people, but um, let's do it. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do this for the rest of the week. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll do it for the rest of the month. <sighs> Maybe I'll do it for the rest of the year. And here I am. I'm going out year three. And yeah. every single every single week, I sit down at least twice a week. And I sit down and I just open my email. I open my DMs. I just scroll through. And I just stop on the name. And the lessons, the experiences, everything I've learned from that, it's just, it's endless. And it's like, when I look at it, I'm like, who knew it was so practical? You know, who knew it was so simple? It's like, just one person at a time. Like, yeah. And it's amazing how universal that ends up being. And I'm just so, very much so inspired by the life of Christ and thinking about how Jesus just walks and just like interacted with people like face to face. And, one by one. And I had the opportunity two years ago to go to go to Jerusalem, go to Sea of Galilee. And I just like had this like, just very clear, like just visual of just like, that's what it's always been about. Like, it's always just been about like, I'm like, this sea right here, I'm, like walking around this sea, there are so many people gathered around in this place. And I think sometimes in a, in a world that where we're more connected than ever, we can just feel so disconnected at times because it's it's literally endless. And I think sometimes that endlessness can it can feel like a void. Cause it's like it's like, what on earth do I have to say in this space, in this this whole world that I'm holding in my hand a lot of times? What on earth do I have to say? Like there are millions, billions of people talking here. How do I have to say anything? But I was like, you know where we don't think about that? when we're sitting at a dinner table with people that we love. We don't think about that when we're sitting with people that we care about who are going through hard times and they just need someone to just like bring dinner over or just be present with them. I'm like, we're not thinking about fame and success and notoriety and likes and follows and subscribes in those moments. So I feel like in a lot of ways, like of the many things that this project has taught me has just been like, being present and focusing on what's right in front of you, who's right in front of you. And you'll look back and be amazed at just how much ground you actually cover. And just by going through that, going through that step by step, moment by moment, person by person 
So, yeah. I love that. That's so neat. <laughs> I love that you weren't looking for it and that God just, mm. at your moment of surrender, that God just mm. brought you into, it's like he was yeah. waiting for your heart to be in that place where he could now lead you into what he had for you. So talk yeah. about, I'd love to hear a little bit more. You're sitting down every week hearing people's stories and then you're allowing God to use you to really speak directly to them and encourage them. Is there like an overarching theme that you see over and over or maybe something that he uses you to speak in over and over, whether it's, you know, self-compassion or yeah. just encouragement? What are the themes that you see in people's stories that just really resonate? Yeah, so... I feel like there are a few themes that I see and I think the one that stands out to me the most is the amount of times I will open a message and someone says, I don't even know if you'll read this, but it just felt really good to get it out. And to me that says, we need more spaces where people feel welcomed and saved and encouraged to tell their story and to share what's going on in their lives. And I think a lot of times it seems like a no brainer. It's like, oh yeah, sure. Me and my friends, we talk all the time. Like we're, we're close. Like we go, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. But it's like, we need more of that. And like I mentioned before, it's like in a space where we have like all these distractions, all these things that pull us away and pull us in so many different directions. And like you mentioned, we're constantly like being advertised to and marketed to and there, and there's all these strategic ways that like, you know, marketers will specifically use certain colors and certain words and certain images that trigger certain emotions to get you to buy and to get you to pay attention. And, you know, in a world where there's so much of that, like, it's so easy to just feel like I'm just made to be silent. I'm just made to keep all of this stuff in and hold all this stuff in. So yeah, that's a huge common theme I see. It's just like people are not always looking for advice or answers to everything. It's just a space to share and a space to feel free and just know that like, I'm free to get it out. You know, I'm free to just like, to just share this. And, and so with these stories, you know, I I tell people I don't share the stories. So, because I think I'm like, yeah, I could have gone that route. I could have shared the stories, but I also just think that there is something really special about like, yes, it helps a lot to know people's stories, but I also believe that we shouldn't have to know everybody, the details of everyone's stories to like have empathy for them. And that's one thing that I'm very passionate about. It's just like creating a space where it's like, you may be reading this, like anything you read of mine, where you're like, I connected to this, please know that there is a likely chance that it was actually written for someone who is across the world who has a completely different story than you. But yeah, at the core, so many of us are dealing with unknowns and uncertainty in our lives and and we can connect around that so exactly i love that so much i've i heard so many people say about your work that it makes them feel less alone which i Mm. think is so fascinating because you're sharing encouragement based on what somebody else is going through but Mm. anyone around the world like you said can see that and it we've all been there you know so that it makes us somehow feel connected at that mm. level, because we've we're all on the same journey. You know, I, I want to take one second here. I mean, you you're the quintessential artist, and you went on this journey <laughs> of trying this and trying that, and you know, you you never really fit in that. Like, man, it'd be nice if I was just a CPA or a teacher or a doctor yeah. or whatever, right? So there are yeah. people listening here that are wired that same way, and it's there's just really no 
predetermined, defined path for someone to become an artist and to find their yeah, art absolutely. and to find their opportunity to use the gift that God has given them. You know, now mm-hmm. today you have this big following. You just got back from a speaking engagement. You're writing books. You're making money from being yeah, an artist. Yeah. But the funny thing is when you stopped, the thing started to unfold the way you wanted. So what, what advice would you give to that person out there mm-hmm. who's like the artist trying to figure all that out? What would you mm-hmm. say to them to discover maybe you know the adventure to discover who God's called them to be and find their art and to find their work? Yeah, yeah. So that's such a great question. And you're so right. It is not like a, it's not like a, just like an easy step-by-step path, which is terrifying um (laughs) congratulations to the whole world (laughs) but there's also a beauty in it because what you do have the opportunity to do you know especially if you're the kind of person who has like an eye you know you're like i can do a little photography i can do a little design like maybe i can do a little motion graphics like if you're that kind of person you're like i can kind of see you know and i can kind of see where i can go deeper in different places pay attention to how you feel doing certain projects pay attention to the projects that you're like wow that took a lot of energy and I loved it though. Or that took a lot of energy and I feel terrible. Like pay attention to like, it's like, whoa, that took a whole lot. And I was actually good at it, but I don't feel good about it. Maybe it's over here. Like I felt that way with um, wedding photography, for instance. So, you know, it's no secret. Weddings are expensive. And if you happen to be a wedding photographer, you can make a living as a wedding photographer. You don't have to have a whole bunch of Instagram followers to make a living as a wedding photographer. Um, But for me, it was as I was doing that, I was like, I was so exhausted afterward. Like I was relatively good at it. Like I'm still really proud of the work that I created in that time. But I was like, I'm not sure I'm wired for this, but it took doing it. And in doing it, it also paid the bills. So, you know, I think that like, if you have a skill, you're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm passionate about t-shirt design in terms of like my long term, but I know I live in a city where people need t-shirts designed and I can do it. This is a great opportunity to learn Adobe Illustrator because that skill can be used for so many different things. Everything from textile design to UX design, like it's, endless so um yeah use freelance as an opportunity to learn the tools and to learn like the trade and that's what i i didn't realize it in real time so that's what i would have told my younger self when i was 25 26 and like look i know you're doing work right now that you don't see yourself doing long term but by you getting in a photoshop by you getting in an illustrator by you learning how to work a camera by you learning how to learn recording equipment when i lived in nashville um i did a lot of like background vocal work and it's like you know if you're a singer songwriter you're an artist it's like oh yeah you might have to do background work like if that's you, don't go into it mindlessly. Look at the microphone that you're using. Ask the producer, what kind of mic is this? How many like how how many hours are you here a day? Like how many albums do you work on at a time? Like what do you do to clear your head? Like use all those opportunities. And you know, not everyone's going to be open and telling you all their trade secrets and things, but there are people out there and I'm one of them that when people ask me those questions, I like come alive. I'm like, "Yes." Let me show you. Here's the Apple Pencil that I use. Here's the iPad that I use. Like, here's how I do my mailing list. Here's how I hired my first two people. I'm one of those people that I'm like, no, because I know what it feels like to be there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not know and like have these questions that aren't really Googleable. I know what that's (laughs) like. So that's my biggest encouragement is get practical, be willing to get your hands dirty, be willing to just like work on those things that you're like, okay, I have a little bit of the skill and, and this is something that I can just use to learn and grow. 
for whatever comes next. That's really good. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> All right. So we're coming to a close. Tell us about this project that you've just released called All Along You Were Blooming. Yes. Yeah, so I share quite a bit online <laughs> in terms of like artwork and things. Mm -hmm. And um, I love it. I, I'm like, that's a space where a whole lot of people are hanging out. And it's it's an honor and privilege to be able to get to share. However, with those platforms, you know, it's they're everything's so quick, you know, yeah. people are just scrolling through and, and there have been so many times where I've even written for people. And I'm like, I kind of hold back what I end up saying, because I'm like, Oh, they might just be reading this, like in the line at the grocery store, like, let me not bombard them with the 1000 word Morgan Harbour Nichols essay. So <laughs> a lot of times I'm just kind of quick. I'm kind of trying to find ways to keep everything concise. Those, you know, 2200 Instagram characters, but the book all along you were blooming is like those words that would have come after that. It's mm -hmm. me where I want it to go a little bit deeper and where I maybe was just like, I think these are words that someone might like to hold in their hands and, and in a different kind of way that maybe they hold their phone in their hand and that they can flip through and touch the texture of the page and have that experience, whether they like to read books or poetry or not. That's why all of the artwork, all of the poems in the book have corresponding artwork. So it's, if you've ever seen any of my work and you'll see the combination of the artwork and the words, the book is the same way. Like every page is full color. It's a hardback book. And um, so, yeah, even if you don't feel like reading, if you don't like reading, like you might just enjoy like having a book to flip through, you know, just like you would a children's book. So, so yeah, that's a little bit about it. And I'm, I'm so excited that it's out there in the world. So, it looks yeah. beautiful. I love, I love that you did that because so many times I've been looking at your a post or it'll encourage me. I'm like, I wish I had a whole book of these and here it is. So oh, wow. yes, here it it's is. just a book so of like hope and encouragement. So I told Chris, we need to get this for all of our girls because we have oh. four girls and oh, you know, wow. going through adolescence and all of that as a girl. And I'm sure it's yeah. difficult for boys too, but it's a whole other level for girls. So I think Absolutely. this is such a great encouragement for them. So that's wow. Awesome. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to get to our final three questions here in a second. But before we do that, where can people find you and look you up and buy this book, all that good stuff? Yeah. So I am Morgan Harper Nichols pretty much everywhere. So Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube. I barely post there, but um, <laughs> on my website and um, Twitter, Morgan H. Nichols. But yeah, Morgan Harper Nichols, you can pretty much awesome. find me on all the, all the places. So Very yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right, we have three questions that we do every time, and it goes like this. What's a book that's impacted your life? What's a habit that's impacted your life? And what mm. advice would you give to the younger you? So let's start with books. Great question. <laughs> oh, where do I begin? I'm like, I mean, like, look at my shelf yeah. here. Gosh, there's so you gotta pick one. much. Oh, mm. man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm trying to think, like, what lately it's been. I feel like there's something here. Hmm. You know, as I'm looking here, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, this, like, what book has, like, really helped me personally, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about career, and I feel like this is such, like, a, I don't even live in Nashville anymore, but I'm like, I feel like this is such a Nashville answer I'm about to give, but my Enneagram books, The Sacred Enneagram by Chris Hewitt's. that book helped me so much, because I often felt like such a weird kid, weird person, I'm like, 
I don't get myself. And just being able to say, I'm like, oh no, there is like a way that I see the world and I can go on this journey of like working through all these things that have held me back and get closer to God. So that's, I know that's such, again, it's like a cliche. I love it. Right now, Which one? Honestly, the sacred Enneagram? Yeah, the sacred Enneagram. Okay. So that's right here. Yes. Like Chris and I've had the wonderful privilege to get to meet him and stuff. So yeah, so that and then uh, habits is... Um, Lately, it has been so. I mentioned I have my eight, eight month old son, and um, I mean, he's still so young, but I'm like so ready to like teach him things and like teach him art and things. And I started like teaching him, I, I'll like put my Apple pencil in his hand and like just like show him how to paint a little bit. And he'll be really fascinated by it. But I was like, no, we need to get analog, we need to go back to like the basics. So I bought some crayons for him and some notebooks, and you know, he tries to eat the crayons most of the time, but anyway, <laughs> most of the time, I'm having like way more fun than he is just like coloring again so i've made it a habit now i'm actually starting to incorporate real paints and real art back into my work so i try even if it's just for five minutes every morning i try to just like i keep it all out in the house like crayons color pencils like i keep notebooks open in my house so i'm just like when i just walk by just making a habit just do a little doodle and it's it's just amazing how something that simple is just like really keeping me grounded so this is actually this painting behind me was actually created that way it was just some markers and i just like was just doing i'd never done that before and i was just like oh my gosh this is i'm living for i love it so much it's so it's beautiful um, so yeah, beautiful. thank you. <laughs> we'll have to post a picture of thank it so you. people can and, see it. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so it was just so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like literally one red marker, one red marker and a piece of paper. And I was like, it's so simple. It's so simple. So I try to do that every day. Um, I would say that as a habit. And then um what I would say to my younger self, I kind of alluded to it earlier. It's just like even if you're not where you want to be, where you thought you would be. Just look closely, look around, see what you can gather, what you can learn here, see what people you can glean from, what lessons you can learn, because it's it's going to have a much greater impact down the road than you will ever know right now. So you just have to trust and be present and you will look back and be so glad that you chose to be faithful in that. So yeah. that is so great. I love it. You know, I love for you throughout this conversation and each twist and turn that you shared you just seem to have kind of this awe of life like you're in awe mm, like mm, i get to pain i get to do this like, like, <laughs> can you believe that like you know you have that yeah. kind yeah. of like gratitude, gratitude yeah. and you're in I awe am. like i'm still five years old in a lot of ways <laughs> <but> like i'm <laughs> like good. i'm doing the same stuff i love to do at five years old like it's pretty cool yeah I so I, i'm really grateful for that so <laughs> morgan thank you so much for being here today guys go get this book go look her up thank you're you. probably already following her but tell her what's up send her your story who knows maybe <laughs> yes. she'll make a yes make please i want to hear your story yes well thank you guys so much absolutely thank you it's been an honor guys thank you so much for listening today there's a lot going on in our world right now and we just want you to know that we're praying for you and there's hope that in the midst of all of this insanity that we can find Jesus, find hope, and lean on him and his word. And we'd love to hear how we can pray for you and how these episodes are encouraging you in this season that we're in right now and honestly any other way that we might be able to help you in this time. You can hit us up over on our website at letsliveitwell.com, leave us a review on iTunes, or come find us on social media. This week Jenny and I spent some time just kind of sharing what's going on in our life over on our Instagram and over on our Facebook page, uh, things that we found that are working in the midst of this unprecedented season and things that maybe aren't working. So we'd love to hear what's going on in your world. 
And as always, guys, you can find all the info for today's episode, all the links mentioned, all the books mentioned in our show notes over at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Well, all right, y'all, that's a wrap for today's episode. We will catch you next week. We're going to close it out like we do every single time. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it well. well.